0: At Qualcomm, we believe in staying connected, and you can see us wherever 5G is
1: helping transform telemedicine, supporting remote education, and powering mobile PCs. The Invention Age is here. Learn more at qualcomm.com slash inventionage.
2: Anybody out there who ever dreams about becoming an entrepreneur, starting your own business? More specifically, how many of you are working for a company, but you hate working there? Or how many of you work for a company, but you're afraid to talk about your real dreams and aspirations? Because you might get fired. You see, years and years ago, when I, uh, I, worked, I worked for the Xerox Corporation in Honolulu, great company, but the only reason I was working there was to get experience in door-to-door sales, knocking on doors, which is a horrifying process, so I could become an entrepreneur. And one day I was talking to my sales manager about the business I was gonna start, and he says, you'll be fired. Don't let anybody know you're starting a business. You know, you're supposed to sit here, drink the company Kool-Aid, you know, pretend you love it here, and you're going to be here for the rest of your life. And I always thought that was kind of cruel. We have a life, and we have our dreams, and why couldn't I talk about my dreams? But, you know, for though many of you work for corporate America, you know, that's the reason it's called a corpse oration is because people are dead in there. You know, they're just sitting there, putting in their nine-to-five, sitting in their cubicle, Sucking down some coffee and watching the clock. So, when the Rich Dad Company was started, I said, I didn't really want to have that kind of company. I wanted people to come to work here because they love the company, they like what we do, they like the mission. But most importantly, that working at Rich Dad supported their life. That, you know, you, you give the company life, but the company has to give back life to the people. You know, our company has a culture where it's not required but it is strongly encouraged that everybody have a part time business or be an investor or something. So today you're gonna hear from three of our great employees and they've been with us for a long while now and one of them is leaving with heavy heart because we will miss him very much. But yet it's his life and he's gonna move on and try his hand at becoming an entrepreneur. So he goes with blessings, and you know it's, it's, it's sad, but also joyous. But we'll miss him, because he's a very valued person to this company. The person leaving is Dave Leong, who's been with the company about eight years. Kathy Grady's been here the longest yes. from the start. And Christina's been here the next longest. Yep. And we're gonna be talking about the culture of Rich Dad. It's a little bit different than most cultures. And it starts with saying that we want you to have your own business. We want you to make money on the side and all that. So let's start with Kathy. How is the culture of Rich Dad different than other companies you may have worked for?
1: Well, the culture here at Rich Dad is one to, uh, of encouragement, first of all. We are encouraged to uh, seek out a side business of some kind. But um, what's, what I found very beneficial here is to... We have an open door to discuss with other employees here, what they're going through, their experiences, and then we also have access to Rich Dad Advisors, which I've gotten many uh, bits of pieces of information to make my real estate successful.
2: So your, your side business is your real estate investor?
1: That is correct.
2: And how many properties have you gone through?
1: Oh, gosh, uh, many. Some of our properties we've sold off, so we sold three last year, and we currently have uh, three going this year.
2: All right, very good. And then, Christina, yep. How is the culture here? Are we encouraging you to? Do well, what, you what,
1: want? what
3: Kathy was saying is is that you you always said to us, you know, have a plan B, and, and as in, you know, don't have to, don't count on having a job for the rest of your life, and you don't want to count on having a job for the rest of your life. So, having a plan B for me has been many different ventures, and but my latest for the last almost two years now has been eBay and i do that on my spare time you know up at crack of dawn and do my stuff and um, and that's what you encourage because one day when i'm old and gray <laughs> i won't have a job anymore but i'll still be able to do ebay
2: and dave how long have you been with us
4: i've been with uh, rich Dad for about 8 years now almost oh, 8 long,
2: years long time yeah and how is the culture here for you i mean
4: uh well you talk you talk a lot about uh working to learn versus working to earn. And, you know, I came here straight from the Air Force, and that's definitely not something I was expecting at all. But it was the thing that drew me here.
2: So you're going to move on, and what are you going to do?
4: Um, I'm partnering with a company called Combat Flip-Flops. My company is going to be called New Leaf Outfitters, and uh, I'm going to be going down to Dallas, Texas to to start doing that.
2: And what are you going to do for them?
4: Well, what the company is, it's an event's events based sales company. So I purchase all of my product from Combat Flip-Flops and uh, other companies as well. Um, the things, the thing that sets us apart is we're, uh, all the products that we offer have a socially conscious benefit to them. So varying from sandals, provide uh, school for women in Afghanistan. Um, some jewelry provides demining in Laos. Uh, some of our other accessories provide for um, food for homeless families in Dallas. So uh, just You know, a little bit of everything.
2: So there's a social cause with everything. With everything, yes. And why combat flip-flops? You went to the Air Force Academy. Congratulations. Because I went to the Brand X School, King's Point.
4: (laughs) Well, um, combat flip-flops, they were founded by former Army Rangers. And they were in Afghanistan in a boot factory. And they were watching the locals take these old boot soles and and add a thong to them for their own personal use. So that's how the idea of combat flip-flops came up.
2: So once again, it's Robert Kiyosaki the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Today we have people that have worked for Rich Dad for a long time, and we're explaining the culture here more than anything else. And the culture is of independence, that we want people to have their own lives so they come to work. You know, every Tuesday morning we have some form of education on the economy or whatever subject is relevant, but also everyone is required to have their own business, because we don't have a 401k. And this morning we discussed the reasons why we don't have a 401k, because in my opinion, 401ks, mutual funds, ETF, funds of funds are the biggest ripoffs offs have, I have ever seen as a person who kind of understands the financial services industry. So we're talking to Dave Leong, who is leaving our company. He is an Air Force Academy grad, but like I said, is the best of the best. We have Kathy Grady, who's been with us for years, and she is the director of our operations. Nothing gets past Kathy. (laughs) And Christina, who is my personal assistant, but she's also Kathy's great friend. And they put on, you know, I can count on them. They show up everywhere. They make sure my little gigs are on time, on schedule, and perfect. But it really is about starting your own business and having your own life. But we are an education company. We're not a prison. You know, we're not saying, hey... Sit in that cubicle, watch the clock, don't go on the website, and someday you'll be rewarded with a 401k. That's not what we do. So, Christina, would you mind explaining your eBay business? Because I think that is probably the most fascinating business I have ever heard of. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you do it.
3: Well, I started eBay kind of by chance. A friend of mine introduced it to me and said, hey, what do you have at home that you can sell? And um, I realized that large men a lot of times don't like to shop out in public, so I would get all my supplies, and people donate. Well, How you find that out? I, I, By chance, really, just by having, you know, buying clothes from, because what I do is I go to Goodwill, and um, I stand in line every other Saturday, and then go to Half Price. Good-
2: Goodwill has a sale.
3: <laughs> they have a sale every other Saturday. Every other Saturday. Yeah, me, actually, me and Kathy. Yes. Um, we do that. Uh, Kathy for other reasons, but, um, so we go, I go to Goodwill on um, half off Saturdays, and I get my supplies, and I was extra large clothing for men because men are less picky than women and returns are (laughs) way less. But then all of a sudden I started looking at shoes and shoes are way more they're easier to sell than they are than clothing. For large men. N- not just necessarily for large men, just shoes in general, men's shoes. I don't do women's shoes because, again, women are a pain in the behind and they do returns. So, long story short, shoes is what I sell and I do that. This is a passion. I've been inside. I've been inside for almost two years because all I do is eBay. But, you know, I'm in my spare time, which is not a lot. But I wake up early, early mornings and I go to bed late at night and. All I do is eBay, and I'm having a blast.
2: And so we're talking to all of you out there who may be thinking about starting your own business or worried about being fired from the company you work for, or your job just sucks, you know, and you don't like the people you work with. So when I created the Rich Dad Company with my wife, Kim, who wanted to create a culture where people had a life and had a future and were learning and growing and had the ability to do what they really wanted to do that makes life interesting. So that's this program for us. So if you're working for a company that sucks or at a job that sucks, as you can hear with Dave Leon, who, you know, worked at different, you know, one thing about a small company, you can work at many different jobs. You can learn a lot. That's right. And then we have Kathy Grady, who's coming up next, and she has her own real estate investment company. And we have Christina, who is an eBay business. So next we're going to go to Kathy Grady. And what Kathy mentioned earlier, she's been with our company, I don't know how many years now, but she's like, that we're in, she's indispensable and everybody's indispensable including Dave but people have to move on but anyway so Kathy has her own real estate business but there's one thing that she learned because she has access to our rich debt advisors
1: that is correct
2: so what so now you're making more money but paying more less taxes right mm-hmm. how yeah. is that
1: well my money is made when I actually buy a house because then um, I have the depreciation plus the uh, the tax benefit of uh, owning these properties so um My taxes, I pay very little taxes legally.
2: Yeah, this is what happens, ladies and gentlemen. You buy stocks or a 401K, you get screwed. Point blank, because that's what we studied today, right? That Mm -hmm. was our study this morning. Mm -hmm. But when Kathy is a professional real estate investor, she makes more money, and even her income at Rich Debt is offset by depreciation, amortization, and appreciation. That's because you have Tom Wheelwright, our tax advisor, supporting you, right?
1: Yes. I've, I've gone to Tom with a few questions, tax questions, um, so that because of some of these properties, um, a few years ago, I was owner-occupied, and um, so I knew how long I had to stay there and before I could move on and get my next property to really get me started. And then also, too, Tom was very beneficial so that when the market in Phoenix turned from a, um, a rental more to a a sell. I knew and understood when I could sell and when I should sell to avoid, again, legally the taxes. Right.
2: So her real estate investing offsets her salary from rich debt. Yes. And so all of you there who are complaining about taxes, you should listen to what Kathy just said. You have a 401k, you're getting screwed big time. I mean, why would you pay somebody for a mutual fund? An idiot can put a mutual fund together. Why would you do that? I don't understand that. Or a fund of funds or an ETF. You know, all you're doing is paying for somebody to steal your money. That's correct. So that's why Rich Dad, we, you know, we don't have a 401K, and we really educate people why, four, why 401Ks are a ripoff, why mutual funds, ETFs, and funds of funds are ripoffs for stupid people. If you don't know what they're used for, you're being ripped off. So that's why we have education every Tuesday inside our company for about an hour and a half when I explain these things. So, Dave, what did it take? You know, you you have a social response, social cause, and it touches your heart being, you know, you you being a a veteran of the Iraq War. How did you get the money together? What did your wife have to say and all this? What did you have to go through, you know, to become an entrepreneur?
4: Well, I grew up doing a lot of social work, you know, building houses, tutoring, stuff like that. And that's something that's kind of trailed off in the last. I don't know, five, ten years or whatever. Life just got busy, you know, becomes family focused, kid focused, whatever the case is. And, so you know.
2: You always had a social bent too. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. And then, hard. but that's something that kind of gone away. And um, I'd been following combat flip offs for a couple of years and I just, I really liked what they were doing.
2: It's because of the social cause of Right. So, how, how did you get the money? That's, that's, that's what every employee says, you know, I don't have the money.
4: Well, right, right now I've, I've gone through, uh, credit actually credit cards right now my personal credit carried over to uh, business credit so i i tried a business before what was it 5 years ago that just crashed and burned uh cuz i didn't really know what the, what the hell i was doing well that's that's normal too yeah and but i had but that's in, why
2: most people don't quit won't quit their jobs
4: right. right so in that process i had built some credit there like i i you know i fulfilled all my debts um and was paid it back it, right it wasn't fun but um that credit carried over, so I went back to American Express and they're like, okay, well you had a previous account with us, so here's here's your limit for zero percent for nine for nine months. I'm like, sweet. Um, that that went away quite quickly. And so <laughs> so I had to go back nine to them. I'm like go I'm, fast. Yeah. Well not nine months, but the fifteen thousand. Yeah, yeah. um, dollars oh okay. Yeah. So I got into
2: Christina's eBay business.
4: <laughs> so yeah, you know, so um that that's how I started out the financing for it. So and right now I'm working on payment terms with the suppliers. Um, that's something I have to build credit with them. So, what's um, your wife have to say about all this? Uh, she was I was a little shocked at first because she was very supportive of it because she knew about the company beforehand because we had we had talked about it before. You mean combat flip flops. Correct. Yeah. So when they when they came up with the uh, business opportunity, we talked about it at length. And originally we're um, talking about hey, can we just do this on the side? And then we started putting together a plan, a business plan for it, and just looking at it. And we're like, you know, she has a job, fortunately, so that enabled me to have the opportunity to uh, go full hog on that. And so, does she have
2: medical and all those other benefits? She does. Yeah. Okay, so that really does help. Yes. You know? It's still scary, isn't it?
4: It's terrifying.
2: Yeah. And that's, <laughs> I would say, that's the main reason people don't do it, is because that, that pain in your gut is so intense, I still remember my last paycheck it was in 1978. And as I was leaving Xerox, you know, the, they, they, were, they were nice people. They all said, You're going to fail. That was all they said. You're going to fail. We've seen guys like you before. You're going to fail. And I said, Yes, I'm going to fail, but I'm never coming back. <laughs> and I really think, you know, his Air Force and I was Marine Corps. That's one of the best things that the military teaches us. I have a new book out called The Eight Lessons in Military Leadership, and it's how you handle your fear. You know, if you cannot control your fear, your emotions, your mind, your spirit, you shouldn't do it because what happened for me when I – the first company was a nylon and nylon surfer wallet business, and we went straight through the roof. I mean, we were the biggest successes going so I hit it out of the park, my first my first venture. The trouble was, I couldn't finance it. Do you know what I mean? The more successful it became, the more money it took, do you know what I mean, to, to mm-hmm. finance yeah. inventory and all this. And pretty soon, I was running a year behind in debt. You know, I mean, I, I, I had to sell just to pay the bill from a year ago. And I tell you, success is painful. Most people think, well, I'm gonna strike it, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the next you know, wonder, but that's the main reason. At Rich Dad, we encourage people to keep your full-time job with benefits, but start a part-time business. Now, when I did that at Xerox, again, like I said, they told me I would be fired if the company found out that I had a part-time business. So that's why the culture at Rich Dad is to allow people to have the, they have the own their own business. So, Dave, I mean. What happens if your venture fails? <laughs> well,
4: if my venture fails, then I'll, I'll be picking it up and picking up something else. Yeah, So that's the attitude. And, you know, you, you talk about m- m- being emotionally uh, mature and being able to handle that fear. I mean, that's probably what stops a lot of people, people. F- from even starting is because, you know, they get started on an idea. They run into a hiccup or cost, you know, X amount of dollars, and then they kind of freak out, and it's just Done
2: and and the and the thing is there. What the difference for Dave? What I hear him saying is, I did it for the experience. You know, people say you have to love your product. I hated my nylon wallets. I didn't like them. You know, I never liked them. I don't carry a nylon wallet. So when I hear some amateur tell me, "Well, you got to love your, you got to find the product," and products don't matter. It has very nothing to do with success. You can sell socks and not even really make any difference here. Everybody's got socks at home. You know what I mean? Everybody. <laughs> but the point here is this. It is the guts and the courage and the education that Dave's going to get even if he fails. Like I said, when I started in 78, the good news was, you know, I didn't fail. I got successful. But the success led to failure because I couldn't finance the business. And Son said, well, did you love the nylon wallets? I said, No but it made me smarter because then I had to really start thinking. And the problem I have with the effing school system is because they think, they tell you there's only one answer. You know, it's the answer in the back of the teacher's manual. As entrepreneurs, there are millions of answers. You got to keep finding it and working. And in that process, you get smarter. So once again, this is the Rich Dad Radio Show. We're talking to Three of Rich Dad employees, Dave Leong, who was leaving the company to start combat flip, or work with Combat Flip Flops. Kathy Grady, who's the director of operations, and she has her own real estate investment company. And she just talked about how being a real estate investor <laughs> means she makes more money and pays less tax on her, on her income. And Christina, who is a successful eBay business. So that's what we're talking about today. And it's for those of you sitting at your desk saying, oh, what if I fail? I don't have the money. What is my wife or what is my husband going to say? What are my friends going to say? You see, if that fear and that doubt runs your life, keep your job. We at Rich Dad know that's why we encourage every one of the people that work with our company to have their own part-time business. Even our CEO and president, Shane, they have multiple businesses because we're entrepreneurs. I have multiple businesses, but that is the spirit and the culture of the Rich Dad company. So, Christina, uh, going into your eBay business right now, so you're selling oversized shoes, right? Size 13 plus?
3: Well, th- those are good sellers, but I sell anything that is men's shoes, any men's shoes.
2: So you would sell my shoes too?
3: I could sell your shoes Why? too.
2: Why would somebody buy you shoes? I don't understand that.
3: If there's a deal to be had, you can sell anything. But
2: I know, I know that. But that's what I'm saying. Every time I, I talk to Christina, her phone goes off. She goes, "Yeah, I just sold something, you know." <laughs> so that I, ask, I, I want to know about margin right away. I, I bought it for three bucks. I sold it for forty nine. Oh, 50. I just
3: sold a pair of Doc Martens that I bought for $1.50. dollar fifty. I sold them for fifty dollars. Who's
2: buying Doc Martens? Come on.
3: <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised.
2: But why? Why is somebody why? buying that stuff? I,
3: do I, I, Honestly, I don't care. Because wait, wait, I, wait. I, but,
2: but, you, <laughs> but Christina, you know something that is unique to you. That's what I mean. You know, every time I talk to you and I talk to Kathy and I talk to Dave, man, these guys are geniuses. Because well, I, I can't. I couldn't. I would never have figured out shoes.
3: Well, it, it, really, why would it, I was, buy dirty old I, shoes? I, do you know what? That's, that's a good question. It, but I just want to make one point because you keep saying that if you have a job that you hate or you have a boss that tells you, you know, you can't leave, or you—you you know, this is—you can't do anything else. I love my job. I do my job 365 no, the days best. a Kristen year, the best. and Kathy's I work—and but I worked 24 seven. But I still found something that is—that also makes me happy and makes me money at the same time. So you don't have to hate your job to try to find something. You right. can still love your job and find a side business in your yeah. spare time.
2: Our guest today, are Dave Leong, is a rich employee. But he's now leaving to become an entrepreneur, which we encourage him with the company eight years. And he's going into what he calls combat flip-flops. But it's not the flip-flop business. It's the social responsibility or the social cause behind it. And his flip-flops are made in Afghanistan. Is that correct? Columbia. 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 Oh, I thought they made in Afghanistan.
4: Well, We have other things made in Afghanistan. Oh, okay. So
2: then the the funds go back to – to school? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. In Afghanistan. In Afghanistan. And you and you served in Iraq, right? Yes. And what was your job in Iraq?
4: I was a contract manager. Okay. Out out in Iraq.
2: So Dave Dave is one of those smart guys who went to Air Force Academy. I didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Kathy Grady, who's been with the company the longest, director of operations, and her business is real estate. And the lesson here is this. Because she's also on her part-time, on a spare time, a professional real estate investor. She makes more money from, not only from real estate, but the depreciation from a real estate investments, which you cannot do in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, is that she pays less taxes. So she makes more money and pays less taxes. So we've got Christina who's worked with her for a long time, my personal assistant, and she is a genius. And I see a Christina every morning at 830 she shows up but every morning her phone's going off (laughs) and she's making money on eBay now selling men's shoes. Shoes, yes. I cannot believe it. So the real purpose of today's show is not only to discuss the Rich Dad culture, but this is for those of you out there who may hate your job or complaining about not making enough money or have dreams of someday becoming an entrepreneur. At Rich Dad, we encourage people to be entrepreneurs. I find people at Rich Dad talking about their businesses and all this. When I worked for Xerox back in the 70s, I would have fired for that. So what I had to do in Honolulu is i go across the street. I had an office across the street, directly across the street, building my nylon and Velcro surfer wallet business. And this is the point, ladies and gentlemen. People say you have to love your product. I hated my product. I don't like nylon wallets. But I did it because I knew I would learn something. You cannot learn to be an entrepreneur being an employee only. It's, so it'll be a business, a dream sitting in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. So that's why every person in the culture of Rich Dad is to have their own business or be an investor. So now, Kathy, you know, not only do you make more money and you have, um, you have part-time business as an investor, but your husband and you are involved, right?
1: That is correct.
2: And so what's your husband is, you know, what do you say about, it, about her husband, Will?
3: Well, We all want a Will. Yeah. Meaning Will is brilliant, and we all
1: want one. Yes, he, he is. is. a
2: great guy, and he is a contractor. <laughs> yes. So it's a perfect marriage because you love decorating, <laughs> and Will loves fixing, right? Sure.
1: Uh, Will is uh, was a contractor uh, He is a contractor. Yeah. He's a it,
2: natural at it. He's
1: a natural at it. And um, he has, I have a vision in the house when we go look, and he can make that vision happen.
2: Many people ask me, you know, how do you work with Kim 24-7? I say, I wouldn't have it any other way. Right. One thing that I don't like about corporate America, and it's kind of a policy here, is you're not supposed to date inside the company. You Can have sex, but you can't date. You know? <laughs> you're not supposed to get married and all that stuff. So the corporate the corporate culture really is to separate husband and wife or yeah. boyfriend and boyfriends, you know, whatever the case may right. be. And I've seen Will. You know, we have we have we have educational events and all this, yes. and Will shows up, and he's tremendous support. He pitches in. He works really hard and all this. So he also supports the Rich Dad Company. That's right. So we're going to go into right now. One last question, Christina, which (laughs) I really don't understand. Uh, So you sell also oversized men's shoes, right?
3: Yes. Anytime I see a pair of shoes that are... Size thirteen or up—that is a—that's a gold mine for me because they're hard to find. So anyone—and there's not a lot of big feet here in Arizona—but the people that do donate them, I don't know where they come from, but they donate their shoes. We have the
2: Phoenix Suns here.
3: Uh, Yeah, but yeah, that's true. That's true. But big shoes is a gold mine because you have a hard time finding them.
2: So um, the other thing you also—I found out from because her, her little cell phone goes off. And she's making money while she's working here at Rich Dad and working at the company. I'm going, it's just amazing. You know, bing,
4: bing. I
3: just made some more money. Even my mother knows the sound of a a sale of (laughs) (laughs) cha-ching. It's awesome.
2: But you're buying Doc Martens and all that. They sell in Asia?
3: Yeah. So recently, not too long ago, I went into what they call on on eBay global shipping. And global shipping means that I can sell worldwide. But all I do is I don't have to worry about duties. I don't have to worry about imports. um, I don't have – all I do is to send to their um, shipping – um, supply some. What do you call it? Shipping hub. hub thank you, shipping mm-hmm. hub in Kentucky, and they take care of the rest. But that means I'm now a national seller. So, if I see a pair of Doc Martins, I am almost guaranteed that the buyer will have a Asian name in wow. Asia. Yeah.
2: Wow. Yep. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. You know, this is the culture of Rich Dad. We encourage people to have their own part-time businesses or investments and all this, and there's many benefits to it. So, what advice would you have for somebody sitting there right now, listening to this radio program? Go, well, that's nice for you, man, but what about me? Well, so I, let's I'm, start. Sorry, let's, go let's ahead. Let's start with uh, Dave. You know, you're, you're you're leaving in a few days. What What would you suggest? Because you, you're you're now taking that big leap. Like I said, 1978. I remember my last paycheck. It goes quick. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah. um, My suggestion would be to volunteer. I mean, whether that's within the company for volunteer for, you know, special project or volunteer with an organization locally, whatever the case is, you'll be in things and be required to do things you have no idea about. Right. And, you know, once you get into it, you'll find out, hey, it's really not that difficult. I just need to switch my brain on how I think about how to do a certain task.
2: That is probably the most important piece of advice I've heard. Because the difference between an employee and an entrepreneur, entrepreneurs work for free. You know, there's no guarantee you're going to be paid. So, the reason I got into the education business is I used to volunteer at seminars because they always needed, you know, helpers and all that. So, like Kathy and Christina and husband Will, always there working and stuff like this. And I found out when I volunteer, I learn more. And so, today, mm-hmm. I own an education company and Operating the same principle. So I worked for free. When I was building my wallet company, I worked for two years for free. And like I said, when I left Xerox in 78, that cash goes so fast. But it's that spirit that kept me going. So, Kathy, what is it that really turns you on about what you do? What What advice would you have for somebody sitting there thinking, oh, I don't have the money to do real estate?
1: Well, what really helped me to uh, turn um, my real estate around was um, I um, took on a mentor and then I went through coaching, rich head coaching, which made me realize everybody has 24 hours in a day, but what do I do with the time? Mm-hmm. So I just re-prioritize my time. And this is something I wanted to do, and we all have time for what we want to do.
2: So how did you find a mentor?
1: I have a friend who is a um, – uh, he sells real estate – and um, so he actually, now. So he's in the
2: market every day. He's in the
1: market every day. Right. So I would bend his ear about uh, many things because he also has investment property. And um, actually he has become um, our realtor. So um, he, bu- he makes money when we buy. He makes money when we sell. So he brings me deals that sometimes don't even hit the market. And. Um,
2: that is another key of being an entrepreneur. You gotta be generous. Yes. That's like the best real estate deal Kim and I ever found. Is we gave our realtor ten percent of the deal, mm-hmm. so he got his commission yep. plus he owns ten percent of the deal. Yep. You'd be surprised when you're generous, you get a lot of good stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I meet people who have a real estate per- know a real estate person. They'll say they're making six percent. They'll ask them do it for three percent. Never. And they wonder why they don't get any good deals. Yep. So another thing about being an entrepreneur is, is it helps to be generous. Mm-hmm. You know, volunteer, yes. give, help other people. And Christina, what, what would you advise somebody sitting at home right now?
3: I would just say, what is your passion? What is it that you, what makes you, what makes you happy
2: so besides pa- your job? How what is your passion with, you know, that's easier said than done because most For people sure. are dead anyway. But uh, well,
3: <laughs> well, what, from, what what really
2: turns you on about selling men's shoes? Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's it's not just the shoes, but it's doing the eBay business is the, my reviews. My reviews make my day. They make my year. Like if I sell – It turns
2: you on that people love what you do.
3: Absolutely. Uh, getting positive feedback from, from one of my customers is – actually worth more to me than the money that I make on whatever I sell.
2: And that's the next thing to be an entrepreneur. You've really got to want to serve other people. Mm-hmm. Now, if you just get into the EBIT business because you want to make money, you probably won't be happy there, right?
3: No, because then you're it's all about the the bottom line. And sure, you want to make money, but making your customers happy is way more rewarding, and you'll sell a lot more because people go back and look at your reviews, and if they, it's between you and another seller, they'll go with you because you have better reviews. Right.
2: And, and Christina's been, for Kim and I, our personal assistant, and she really does love serving people. In fact, your education is in service, right? Yes,
3: hotel industry, hotel management. And where was this? In, in Switzerland. Switzerland. Yeah.
2: So anyway, it really is your passion to do something. If you're there for the money, you really shouldn't be an entrepreneur. No. No. You know what I mean? If That's you're not true. willing to volunteer and work help other people, you shouldn't be an entrepreneur. You know? And if you're really not turned on about... You know, your work and all this. Like, you and you and Christina hang out at Goodwill, right?
1: Yes. Uh, my purpose is a little bit different than Christina's because we have learned that uh, if I can stage a house... Um, people can—it's um, it, more attractive to them, and the houses sell quicker. So, my purpose for going is to repurpose furniture and just decorative pieces for to make people homes. happy. Absolutely, they the house love it. The
4: Dreams—that's well, right up your
2: alley too. Yes, yeah. and I love it. Yeah. So that really is the key to being an entrepreneur, and so that's why what turns me on, what makes me happy—that's why the culture at Rich Dad is to give life to people. So now, come the most popular part of our program here is called Ask Robert, and. um... If you have a question for Ask Robert, you can submit your questions to richdadradio.com. Submit your questions once again to richdadradio.com. Specify Ask Robert. So, Melissa, what's the first question?
0: Thanks, Robert. Our first question today comes from Ryan in Kansas City. Favorite book, Unfair Advantage. He says, I've been with the same company for 20 years, and now it's being sold to a competitor. I think I'm going to be losing my job soon, and I'm just now realizing I should have been more prepared for this time. I have very little savings and thought I should try network marketing. How do you pick a company to get involved with?
2: Well, first of all, I, I feel for you. You know, One of the reasons I prepared to be an entrepreneur is I figured the same thing would happen to me. Because it was my dad, my poor dad, with a Ph.D. who got fired at 50. And Kim's father also got fired at 50. And these were good men, great educations, great experience, hard working, But you get fired today. And especially today in the technology world, your company could be here today, gone to Maui. You know, because technology is going to replace companies faster and faster and faster And if the people you work for cannot adapt and change your company to changing technology, more and more people will get fired. But this is what I have to say. I think it might be too late to consider network marketing. And I'll say this to everybody listening to this. Start network marketing exactly as the people at Rich Dad did here in your spare time. You keep your full-time job and do it in your spare time. But to count on network marketing at the start, when you lose your job, I think you're too late, because it generally takes two to five years to actually get a business off the ground. So, that's why Dave Leong, you know, in our company, he's now, he's now going to combat slippers or whatever he's doing. He's been with us eight years preparing for his escape from Rich Dad. And Kathy Grady, you know, she and her husband Will, have been working at real estate, and they found they actually make more money and pay less taxes, but also they're building assets that heaven forbid, if not that she would, but if she lost her job, she has a real estate to fall back on. And then Christina, I mean, she makes so much money by the minute selling large shoes on eBay. You know, she after a while, she doesn't really need this job at Rich Dad. So for all of you listening out there, please listen to that. The reason we had this program with our employees is being an entrepreneur is not something you do tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's not something you'd be successful at. As I said, I started my nylon and velcro surfer wallet business, the ripper wallet business, and I was successful, but I didn't have the skills to handle success. I couldn't finance success. Now, it takes a while to learn that one too. So I, I, I feel for you. But right now, I, rather than looking at network marketing, I would be asking yourself, what business do I want to get into? Let me give an example. I'm not saying to do this. But if you want to start your own restaurant, go work as a busboy. You know, learn the restaurant business from the bottom up. You don't have to be the owner or the manager to learn from the business. That's what Dave Leong says, you volunteer. You go and work for people just so you can learn the business. The trouble with most employees are so highly specialized that if their company doesn't need you, they don't need you. Dave Dave Leong is different. He's Air Force Academy, he's got great experience great discipline, very smart guy. He could be hired by any company. He just doesn't want that job. So for those of you are listening, I, I really pray for you, you know you're going a lot of people will be losing their jobs in the future. And so they'll be like my poor dad at age 50 unemployed. and this isn't you don't wait till you're 50. that's what I'm trying to say. So network marketing is great. Start that in your spare time. The way you find out a great company is just go go listen to different companies. Don't listen to one sales pitch. Listen to 10, you know, until you find people you like. But I wouldn't be counting on network marketing to supplement your full-time salary day one. Next question, Melissa. Our next
0: question comes from Courtney in Tampa, Florida. Favorite book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. She says, I'm a corporate rat on the wheel, as you say, during the day, and I'm trying to make the best use of my spare time to start a home-based business. It's hard for me to find the time to grow my side business. I keep telling my husband I could do better if I quit my day job, but he doesn't support me. How did you and Kim make it work in your marriage and your businesses?
2: You have a very serious problem. If you're, The reason I had Kathy on with her husband will, if your husband or wife does not support you, you have bigger problems. Next question.
0: Our next question comes from Tim in Portland, Oregon. Favorite book, Midas Touch. He says, I have a good job, but I also have been working on an idea for a new business for the last couple of years. I think I'm ready to launch, but I'll need $10,000 to get started. I don't have the money and will need to ask my family and friends for the seed money. How can I convince them that my idea will work and that they will get their money back?
2: I don't know how you do that. You know, I'll I'll tell you something. That money will be gone so fast. You won't believe how fast money goes when you leave the company. So, if I were you, what that what that tells me is you really don't have enough experience yet. And I'm, I appreciate the question, but if ten, you can't raise ten thousand dollars, you shouldn't start a business. You know, over in my lifetime, I've probably raised a hundred million dollars just for my businesses. That's why I went to work for Xerox, so I could learn how to sell. So for somebody in this question, you should join a network marketing company and learn how to sell. Because if you can't sell in network marketing, you can't raise money someplace else. It's really tough. So, all I do as an entrepreneur is I'm raising capital every single day. If I don't raise capital, this company shuts down. So the number one skill of an entrepreneur is how to sell and raise capital. If you can't raise $10,000, I don't think you're ready to do it yet. So I would join a network marketing company and learn how to sell. Next question, listen.
0: Our next question comes from Scott in New Zealand, favorite book Midas Touch. He says, I am building a newer company and I need help. I'm looking for a strategic partner or an advisor. How much of the company should I be giving up for these types of people, if any? Is there a standard percentage, depending on what they bring to the table, like investment money or
2: knowledge? That's a very, very tough question, and there's no answer to it. My track record with strategic partners is not good. Uh, The partner I brought in for the Rich Dad Company uh, turned out to be very dishonest, but I couldn't tell from the start. You know, it's much like a marriage You know, the person may look good, nice, good, you know, seems good, but the moment you get married, you find out who you married. So you never know who your partner is until going gets tough and stuff like that. So I don't have an answer for you. It's the same question as how do you find a good husband or wife? Because if you find a good husband or wife, life is wonderful. You find a bad one, life is hell. Same is true in business. So it's trial and error. What I suggest is you always have a prenup in marriage. I don't have one, but or a buy sell before you get into it, so you know what's going to happen and drawn up by an attorney. What happens if the partnership turns sour? You have to you have to figure out the end just in case everything goes bad before you start the business. But you can never tell. That's the risk. Next question, Melissa.
0: Our next question comes from Stefan in Rhode Island. Favorite book, Unfair Advantage. He says, what should be my first priority? Getting out of bad debt and improving my credit score or getting an investment property. Right now I have bad credit score and not much savings, so I'd have to find an investment partner for my real estate.
2: Jesus Christ. I mean you gotta be kidding me. Man, you better figure out why you're so screwed up. I mean, that's really what you gotta do. I'm not I'm not criticizing you. I'm talking to me right now. Because that's how I started also. You know, I have I had a nearly a million dollars from a crash of my first nylon and Velcro successful business. At the same time, I had to pay that off and at the same time invest in real estate. So you better figure out what you're not doing, what you don't learn. I, I have an accountant who, or a friend of yours go over your, your personal experiences and your budgeting, where your losses came in, and learn from your mistakes It's one of the biggest problems I have with school teachers and the school system is you're not allowed to admit you made mistakes because in our world, if you say you made a mistake, you're stupid. Actually, congratulations for screwing up, but now figure out how you screwed up. You know, after I lost my first, the the nylon and Velcro surfer wallet business, I was $700,000 in debt. The best advice came from a friend of mine who was an entrepreneur. He says, I want you to spend two days writing down every mistake you made every single mistake, and then sit there and look at it and ask yourself, what didn't I know? We had Dr. Alexander Elders on this program a few days ago. and He was talking about how to be a stock trader, and he's a psychiatrist as well as a medical doctor. And he says the biggest problem with most people, they can't say, I don't know. And I find that comes from our school system because if you say you don't know, you're considered stupid, and in business, if you say you, you don't know, you're fired. So what I'm saying right now, this is part of a person's culture. It's in their DNA to pretend they know everything. Right now, because you're so stupid, you have an opportunity to get smart. But only if you'll actually take the time and sit down. It took me two full days, and I, was, I think it was 16 pages of F-ups. I did this. I did, And most of it was just judgment calls. It wasn't that I'm a bad person. I said, I just didn't know this. I didn't know that. I should have known this. I should have known. And by the end of it, you know, I was still $750,000 in debt, but I was smarter from my stupidity. And the way you get smart as an entrepreneur is by being stupid first. Now, that's why they don't teach entrepreneurship at school.